0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy might be in you, and your joy might be complete. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. morning. The Lord give you his peace. I would like to tackle a huge topic in the homily this morning. It's a Thursday morning. Um, I would like to talk about God what can we say um does anyone know what was god doing before creation in that time before What <laughs> some people theorize they like to call the big bang before creation we know that uh, creation had a beginning it's not eternal right it's, so before creation what was god doing does anyone know nothing he didn't have time (laughs) (laughs) I live with seminarians please forgive me all my humor is kind of like that now no Um, what was God doing before creation God was loving God was loving God is love God loves God is loving Um, we know the history of Revelation God revealing to us about himself. Um, we know that God is one, and then we know that God is three. Uh, hmm. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, it's appropriate for the mystery of God, huh? It's like, God, when you're dealing with God, it's not like it's everything's going to be so, like, uh, nice little compartments that our little finite human minds can understand. You know, if, you, if something's completely and totally, oh, I to- completely comprehend and understand that, you're probably not dealing with God. <laughs> okay, you know, like by his nature, he's like, he's there, we do, we know, we do understand, but not completely and totally, it's called mystery. Um, but he's been revealed to us as one, so one God, but three persons. Three persons, one God, and it's a communion of love between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so um, this is the very nature of God, a loving communion of persons. And um, when you start talking about the Trinity, people get a little nervous, a little, oh, I don't know. And you could have the uh, idea, oh, the Trinity, it's like abstract theology. I'm not exactly sure what it means. I'm, I'm not really sure what it means for me. And I would like to propose it means everything for us. It means everything for us. Uh, It's revealed not only that God is one and one God, three persons, a loving communion, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but we are told that we are made in his image and likeness. That is huge. Right there in the book of Genesis, male and female, he created them. Good, very good image and likeness of God. So, uh... The idea of God revealing to us that he's a trinity, it's not like an afterthought or like, okay, we're not sure what that is. No, it's the heart of it all. And it, and it has something that the reality of God revealing that of himself to us means something for us because we're in his image and likeness. So there's something, you know, it's important. We need to know that. We need to think about it. And it, it reveals something to us. So this abstract theology, this, you know, the loftiness of all you know, uh, belief and understanding that God is three and one. Um, He didn't reveal it. He revealed it for a reason, because we need to know that. It'll tell us something about ourselves, especially in Christ. You know, the second person of the Holy Trinity, the eternal son, the word of God made flesh, taking on our human nature. And now he's one person, but two natures, human and divine, where God is, one nature, God, three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Oh, it's getting interesting now, whoa. So what does it mean? Why do I need to know this? How, what impact is it going to have on me in my life? Um, if God is love eternally, then we, in his image and likeness, we are made for love. We are made, that's why. Why are we here? <laughs> to love. That's why we're here. Um, Now, I know some of y'all are here discerning your vocations. That's where I'm going with it. Like, where is he going with this? That's where I'm going. Your vocation, your calling, like like your purpose. Why why am I here? What does God want of me? He wants you to love. Um, Now, that sounds nice, doesn't it? (laughs) So we got to say a little word about love. What a misunderstood word. What a misused word. Thank you, 19, summer of 1969, the summer of love. I wasn't around in those days, but I read about it. There were this... Po- I'm not that old, sisters. Sorry. Here's these posters, you know, and people are going around, flowers in their hair, uh, saying things like, if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. Oh, my goodness, you know. And Tina Turner shows up and she's like, what's love got to do with this? It's just a secondary emotion. Poor Tina. know. But nowadays, love is expressed by clicking a little heart on Facebook or, you know, on the Gram. Or uh, you're listening to this homily on the Internet, you can just click that little heart there. It means you love, love me, love what I'm saying. <laughs> And is it Facebook's offering, is it the the thumbs down now, or the the tearful face, or I think there's a middle finger emoji now. All the New Yorkers were cheering, finally. Um, Anyways, what was I talking about? Um, And then also, the opposite of love is hate, and hate is another word that's kind of getting misused. If you say something that's unpopular, like, oh, I don't like what you're saying, you're a hater. You're drinking Haterade, okay? So, you know, so God is love. We are in his image and likeness. We are called to love. And for us, the heart really is not the best symbol of love. It's the cross. It's the cross, you know? It's the ultimate symbol of love. Um, The love that Jesus showed when he offered his life for our sins, you know? Um, So love is always connected to the truth, And it's always connected to what is good. That's when Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. You cannot say that you are loving God if you are ignoring his commandments. So there is no contradiction between law and love. The very fulfillment of the law is to love, you know, and to give oneself. You know, love has the nature of the other, you know, and life is for the other. So the Lord, he calls us, our vocation is to love and then we need to find where do I love? Where do I find that place where the, the joys, the affections, the desires uh, of my heart are to be given for others, you know? For many people, that's in the context of the family. One man, one woman, and children of God wills, you know, this family to be offered in love. And for some people to be... Um, to be given in the context of a religious vocation, not to get married. And uh, that's not because we're against love or we're against giving ourselves. It's actually the opposite, you know? Something's happened to me, which I'll share with you. Uh, As the years roll on, living poverty, chastity, and obedience, that's the context for which God has asked me to offer myself in love to others. And because I don't have a wife, and I don't have any children, I don't have my own family, What's happened is, everyone has become my family. You know, isn't that beautiful? It's like you—you know—this heart that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, just to to pull in and to love and to offer oneself for the world, which sounds kind of vague and kind of, but for each person in particular. So, everyone you meet, everyone you encounter, that's their religious vocation a heart that is on fire with love, which gives itself in love to everyone you meet. That's the religious vocation. You know, that's what the vows of poverty, <clears throat> chastity, and obedience, that's what that leads you to, to live the life of Christ, to to um, give of oneself, to to receive, but then to give. And uh, that includes, uh, you know, the heart. It includes the mind. It includes, you know, uh how we treat our neighbor, love of God, love of neighbor, in Christianity, those two loves are never contradictory. You know, the the love of God, the love of neighbor walk hand in hand. So let's pray for the grace to know where is God asking me to pour out my love, to give myself in love for others? Uh, Is it in the sacrament of marriage, uh, the, the vocation of family? Is it in the religious life? Probably. <laughs> you know, if so, then where? I remember when I was discerning and I felt called to religious life. It's like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the path, I'm almost there finding my vocation. And I felt, oh, it's Franciscan life. It's like, oh, now I've almost got it figured out. And then you realize there's like a million different Franciscan orders. You're like, oh, go gray, go gray. That's the. <laughs> today's motto. Um, So the Trinity, this God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, this God who is love, loving communion of persons, we who are made in His image and likeness, we who are called to love, to give of ourselves, in truth and in goodness, the following of Christ, pouring it out for the world. (sighs) Amen. Amen.